Welcome everybody to random number 68. We watch the latest entertainment and movies, taking taking apart the stories, seeing what works, what doesn't, tell you if you should see them or not, if you want that in your life. For this week, Luke joins me. We watch um, for theatrically. I watched uh, White Boy Rick. The We saw the original Predator, the new Predator, and then A Simple Favor. Was there any other movies that you watched? No, that was it. Okay, and then we watched the finale of Castle Rock, uh, the next two of Twin Peaks, which means there's only two left of The Return, and then the entire series two of Iron Fist. And well, that's just because you forgot to watch any of it last week. Oh, to be fair, we've been jam-packing these last couple weeks. So, To be fair, I watched everything but the last two episodes last week. So. Yeah, but you had holiday weekend and everything, all that shit. So that should give you more time. And now you're all like, fucking, you tried pulling that horse shit. We're like, I don't know if I can watch it all. Listen, it's an undertaking to put 10 hours into something. I wouldn't have watched any of it if it wasn't for this show. Oh, horse shit. I'm, I'm excited to see what you felt about everything. So, did you have a pretty decent week? Sure. It's fine. Or was it only Twin Peaks that you enjoyed this week? Why does that matter? <laughs> Alright, let's get into it. We're going to talk about Castle Rock first. Let's get it out of the way. And how much we... Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Back up, back up. Um, we do have two things that I want to cover first. The whole okay. Superman debacle. What are your feelings on that whole situation? It's the same as it's always been. DC doesn't know what they're doing. It's, it's fine. Correct. It's correct. It's what a, what a shit show to, uh, I'm so tired of media trying to get the first jump on every story that they eventually just start getting them all wrong. Um, I think Cavill even... T- tweeted that he's like uh i don't know where that story came from fuck him and dc was like what are you guys talking about so i saw rumors all over the place i think i texted you the one about michael b jordan just because of what we said last week and i was like man i'd totally be down for michael b jordan superman but but like i said then it's they have no plans to do anything with superman so why would he ever sign on Listen, we just need to get that Man of Steel series rolling. It's not going to happen. DC is like, you know what we need? 17 Joker movies. Let's go. (laughs) Everybody loves their Joker. Why don't you want one same character put in multiple different storylines with multiple different directors? It gives you a nice selection to see what everybody's strengths and weaknesses are. Like, um, remember in, in like, that that first run of, like, the Netflix series when, like, Rosario Dawson was the link, just bringing everything together? It's, like, these, like, the Jokers with holding all these movies together. Yep, that's what we need. I love, I love the Joker that's holding most of it together. The, the random ass little one. Oh, which, like, I almost slapped a kid at work the other day because he said he was the best Joker ever. Oh, my God. Uh, I hope if that ever happens, I just want to be within within distance of seeing that happen. Oh, my God. He told me that Leto was the best Joker, Affleck was the best Batman, and Suicide Squad is a very un- underappreciated movie. <laughs> Well, I can see how your reaction would be either slapping or having just a straight aneurysm, so that makes sense. Yeah, I pretty much just clocked out and walked away from it. <laughs> I was like, I'm the boss, I'm taking a break, fuck off, and just walked away. True, true, truly handled like a gentleman. Um, it's rough. Good shit. Uh, and then we have news that Peel is doing Candyman, which upsets me greatly. It doesn't upset me at all. I know it doesn't because you're probably fucking snickering the whole goddamn day you found that article. Yeah, it was immediately rescinded to you because I was like, I'm pretty sure you just told me that traumatized him a day ago. So this is cool. it did. I know we talked about this last episode. I was like, if there's one horror movie that I 
that terrifies the shit out of me. It's goddamn Candyman. Because, like, I saw it when I was seven. And that shit's fucking horrifying. Is it? And to have a great director behind it, I'm just like, no, I don't want to see that at all. Yeah, it's terrifying. Why? He has a hook and bees come out of his chest. It's not scary. The fucking... That, I, all I remember is the dog head in the apartment. And I was like, well, fucking... I'll never sleep again, ever. So you're saying we need to watch Candyman soon? No. <laughs> I mean, I think I could handle it nowadays, but I don't think I've seen it in the last two decades. Dude, it's just, it's literally, there's a bunch of, like, street art of him, and then bees come out of his chest. I, that's all I remember. Oh, and the blood from the ceiling. That first opening scene. That shit. That shit. I don't, I'm not making that call. Because I've seen what Peel can do. I think he's a great director. I give him all the props in the world. And to know that he's going to be helming one of the most... The most things that scare me. Just... I'm not looking forward to that. Most of it. But what if... What if it is the TSA agent from Get Out? Just for some See, these are all the worst things. Like, I'm like, yeah, let's root for the fucker. Oh, yeah, I'm not rooting for him because he's terrified my whole childhood. Such a baby. So, we'll see. Uh, was there anything else that you want to talk about news-wise? Nah. Nah. I think Except, that was really- yeah, no. He's angry, so I don't want to talk about things. You can throw it down. We can just... Rant, rave. <laughs> Are you uh, sure? Moderately. If it gets too wild, I'll rain you. <laughs> Did you, you, you know Red Sonia, yeah. right? Did you see they're trying to start another series of that? Uh, I thought they were doing the whole Conan and Red Sonia series. Mm, well, apparently they're trying to make a Red Sonia movie, and uh, they're going to let Brian oh, Singer Christ. do it because. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he wasn't making movies anymore. Who's giving him checks? That's what makes no sense. The dude was literally run off the set of his last movie due to sexual abuse scandal. And now all of a sudden, a year later, she's like, hey, you want to do a franchise, Brian? <laughs> I don't understand this world. It's so stupid. God damn it. Yeah. Because, like... Throw aside anything you think of, like, the accusations against him. Um, While he was filming Bohemian Rhapsody, then those came out, he just stopped showing up. Fox didn't fire him. (laughs) And then they found out he... They were filming in London, and they found out that he went back to the United States. He just left. And they had to hire someone else to finish that movie. (laughs) Like... And that's the guy that you're like, hey... Let's try and get this fucking multiverse part of the sequel going, right? We get some Conan and Red Sonia going. It's cool. Let's do this. So guys. he did half of Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, which they took his name off it completely, but yeah, he just quit yeah, coming to set when all those allegations. Because I saw the trailers for it. Uh, I think both of them that we watched this week. Um, did you? Did you ever see um, uh, Eddie and the Eagle, the Hugh Jackman <sighs> movie about like the? I want to say that I started it and I just couldn't get through it. I think that's back when we were living together. I'm not sure. It was, that was only a couple of years ago. I'm pretty sure, but uh, then but anyway, probably not then. Anyway, it's the guy who directed that whose name I can't think of. He's the one who finished. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I remember reading that now. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Yeah, either way, I'm totally looking forward to that Queen movie. Yeah, it's Fuck yeah. It, looks it does. So good. Like, total chills through my entire body. And I love that Fox is standing behind it. So. Yeah. Right on. So. That's all I had for terrible men being terrible in the movie industry this week. Uh, good deal. Good deal. Um,. So let's get into it. And how awesome is Castle Rock? Whatever. I held it in for two days oh, waiting for you to watch. So I could just be like, what the fuck's wrong with Fucking... you? <sighs> There's something about that finale. Because 
it was exactly what I thought it would be. You come in, and you're like, I liked it, and then I was like, here's everything I hate about this entire show. Had we done, had we done the podcast immediately after me watching it, would have been great, because you would have gotten this this earth shattering resolve that you wanted to tear it down, and and everything being broken underneath me. <laughs> All I know is like. I sent you a whole list of, like, for the show, explain all these things to me from the show. You know, for the podcast, just here's all the things I want you to explain to me from this season. And then all of a sudden I get on Facebook and you're just throwing a fucking fit uh, no, 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 on no. there. I started with, like, hey, maybe avoid Castle Rock because it's really not worth it. And then somebody got me on a fucking Lost tangent, and I just can't help that. Lost was a good four and well, a half you're- seasons. No, Lost is a great five season. Mm. Even you aren't aren't copying that last season, so. Oh wait, yeah, there are six seasons yeah, of that show. No, no it's a great six seasons. First answers only. No, it's that show is fine. No, it's way. great. That until... sixth season is total trash. No, no, it's fine. You know why? Because fucking Jack does a giant Superman punch to a smoke monster inhabiting Locke's body on top of a volcano. You can't not like that. I can, but I have problems with the whole drain scenario and the stupid purgatory bullshit and all that other crap. Which, Why? this goddamn sh- You've been watching the show for six years. You fucking knew what was no, coming. No, sir. It was a, a examination of them not knowing what the hell they were doing the entire run through and just throwing it oh together God. at the end. So, the drain was too much, but three seasons earlier, when they turned a fucking frozen donkey wheel to make the fucking island get loose in space and time, you're like, yeah, that's fine. No, that's cool. no, no. no. That was the start of the mess. I'm good with those first no. three seasons. Those first three seasons are fantastic. Well, that's wrong because that third season's a You're piece of shit. You're a fucking so. liar. There's so many great moments in in season three. Season three is where you have to spend six episodes with Kate and fucking Sawyer locked in a cage, boning. It's <laughs> bad. Listen, you need to get over your uh, bullshit because that shit was awesome. They have the van episode, Desmond's episode. The shit was great for episode or season three. Come on. Nope. Season three was still fucking twenty-two episodes. And they did not have twenty-two yeah, episodes of the stuff. They made it work, and it was great. Season three, season three is the goddamn episode where you figure out where Jack's tattoos <laughs> came from with Byling. So no, I know it's not. <clears throat> I love that you brought that up, considering what happened in Iron Fist. Oh, so good. <laughs> See, so good. Had we not that had that reference of meaning, we would have never known that that's how the old school tattoos were done. He was a, he was it. an outsider. Yeah, was he? Yeah, he was totally. Oh my god! How did we even get here? I thought we were talking about Castle. Rock. Uh, listen, don't watch Castle Rock. It's such a big piece of shit. I wanted so much for this show to rock, and like all almost all Stephen King adaptations, really dropped the ball at the end. Um, it is left so ambiguous to like you don't know what the hell happened. Um, there is that one awesome episode of just tracing the mom steps that I really loved, but looking back on everything else, it's just I don't give a fuck. Like, there's so many unanswered questions, and to have this as an anthology where they probably won't touch any of these things ever again. It is worse than lost. So basically, fuck you, Castle Rock. Um, I think you found the stuff on Stephen King's Wikipedia about the thinny, which was the wear spot of reality where fabric of the worlds have been worn thin. Um, which yeah, would explain some of that bullshit, but the show never addressed it. I don't know. Is um, there an explanation for ninety percent of the bullshit? No. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's just so much unanswered bullshit that it just I just can't get excited. It it feels very Games of Thrones esque. Like 
it's so exciting in the moment, and then you start thinking about all the stuff that is just left on the floor, that's, and you're like, God damn it. <laughs> no, no, that's completely wrong, because Game of Thrones is fine, and does just great with Fuck that stuff. Fuck you, man. And you're just a hater. No, uh, like... Yeah. It's true. <sighs> the one divide we'll never get over. <laughs> Listen, I hope seven... Or uh, season eight knocks my socks off, and I completely redact all this bullshit. But the way fucking season seven went—that's a lot of horseshit to overcome. Mm-hmm. And no, Castle Castle Rock can go fuck itself. Sure, I'm cool with that sentiment, but I'm just upset that I had to pay for three months of Hulu just to watch this damn show. <laughs> that you're upset about? A little bit. Quite a bit, actually. <laughs> you still have another month of Hulu, don't you? I've uh, got like two weeks, I think, maybe. Cool, because I think there's some movies on there we need to watch. So, yeah. Well, you better put them on the list for t- this week or next. So, okay. Um, yeah, basically, ju- jump over Castle Rock. Don't don't watch that shit. <laughs> uh, it's so great because you've been sucking its dick for like seven weeks now. All of a sudden, you're like, I was. It was. I was totally on board, and then it dropped the ball. So, and that after credit scene is bullshit. Yeah, I agree with that. Fuck that. Fucking like, tease the shining. They don't know. <laughs> like after the horseshit you pulled this season, you don't get to do that. Stop it. Exactly. Exactly. So from moving there, uh, let's jump into Twin Peaks and the enjoyable thing we watched this week. I am the FBI. Oh my god! It was so good to have Coop back finally. Finally, so good. <laughs> All it took um, was Dougie shoving a fucking fork into an electric socket. <laughs> so that goes for a lesson to all of you. If you're not feeling quite like yourself, just stick fork in a light socket. I'm pretty sure that's not how it works, too, considering it would have to be grounded. But we'll let it slide. <laughs> we'll let it slide because Coop's back. Coop's back. <laughs> Um, so episode 15 kicked off with a really poignant moment. I guess Big Ed and the Eyepatch Lady were still together, and she released him into the wild, finally again, and he shows up at the diner. I'm just curious if Nadine ever got her memories back, or she still thought she was a high schooler and we just aged from there, still. (laughs) It's... I don't know. I think she get, regained her memories at the end of the second season, wasn't it? Mm, and like that's she why did. she made those drapes. Drape if she did, I don't remember it. I just remember her being like a high school student. Hmm. No, because didn't she break up with Big Ed because she wanted to have sex with that high school football player? Because they were yeah. in. Yeah. But it was so heartbreaking because it seemed like Norma had kind of put her life on hold waiting for him. And then, like, Big Ed kind of gets cock-blocked <laughs> to, to find out that Norma is totally cool with being with him, which was awesome. Uh, fucking old Coop going to the gas station and talking to fucking A teapot? Bowie the Furnace. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a teapot? I don't know what the fuck it was. It was just a big thing of David Bowie unfortunately passed, so he couldn't reprise his role. Hmm. So we get a big piece of machinery or something. I don't know. <laughs> Shit don't make sense, but it's okay. <laughs> and then uh, we met your earlier prediction of uh, Audrey's son. Which is thrown away for like as much time as we followed fucking Richard Horn around. There's kind of like... Now he dead. It's cool. <laughs> yep. But yep, pretty much. But yeah, hey, I called it. Dark Coop raped Audrey. Yay me for getting something right. Ugh. Which um we see again at the end of uh episode sixteen, which it seems like she might be stuck in the Black Lodge. She's stuck somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> That's why I texted yeah. her. I was like, I need to watch the end. Let me watch the end now. Nope, nope. I had to let you wait and digest all this. Because, like, um, as soon as, like, as soon as she went to the roadhouse and they're like, Audrey's dance, and, like, 
I was like, oh, fuck. They're calling back to season one because she's not really here. What the fuck's happening? But does that mean that everything we've seen in the Roadhouse is in a lodge? Or is it just Audrey's version of the Roadhouse? It makes sense that... See, that's what I'm trying to figure out, too. But it seems like all this stuff is perspiring at... Hmm. I'm interested in the whole Audrey angle because maybe she's just visiting moments in her past. It's interesting because, like, I didn't see anyone we recognized there at that point. But, you know, like, we've seen Shelly and James and these people at the Roadhouse. You know, we got that sweet uh, ZZ Top moment within the rubber glove guy. Oh, man, the pile driver. So, yeah, that has to be real time because then uh, they got taken to the sheriff. Sheriff's but station. it would make sense that all those weird, like, episode enders where random people we don't know are saying really crazy things. It makes sense if they were in like some kind of other world place. I don't know. Mm. I need to watch the end so we can figure this yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. But what if it what if that shit never gets resolved? Well, then I got to see the 9-inch nails and Eddie Vedder play at the <laughs> Roadhouse for some reason. That's fair. It's easy top played, so I mean, that's not so bad. <laughs> uh, you got that jail jail seal jail cell scene with the random crazy guy and eyeless wonder speaking in tongues. Don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm so excited for these last two episodes. Um, then you get a bunch of scenes with the assassins in the van, um, staking out Dougie's place, and then Dougie electrocuting herself. And then the log lady dies. Uh, we see Audrey and her husband fight some more. And then the girl crawling through the crowd and screaming on the floor at the red house. I believe, like, that's the scene that I text you and I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on with these roadhouse scenes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I attributed that to the pile driver guy. And I was like, I got on the screen and I was like, well, I'll write that down because I don't know what the fuck to make of that. Um, that makes sense though, if it's if it's Black Lodge and these people are emanating people that are also in the Black Lodge, like Laura. Um, don't know. <laughs> uh, fucking a. It's um, some... so then sixteen. Sixteen starts with Evil Coop killing his son. Uh, Jerry sees it somehow out of the wrong end of binoculars. Which I don't get. Like, is is Dark Coop back at Twin Peaks? Is that because like Jerry was in the woods outside of Twin Peaks, or has he just been high and running for weeks? I don't know. Probably high and running for weeks. It's probably going to be a line of dialogue at the start of the next episode. He's like, "Yeah, I was just two states over, and I just uh, <laughs> had to meet this guy. I killed him." <laughs> Uh, then you get Dougie in the hospital. Uh, the FBI messing around. Um, the casino guys show up with sandwiches. Um, and then the casino guys go to drop off stuff at Dougie's place. And then there's a car standoff with the assassins. And this guy just fucking pulls out an Uzi and guns down the entire van. Yeah, he sure does. <laughs> um, then Coop's back. He asks for... Uh, a new clone from the one-armed man in the Black Lodge, which I'm guessing is going to be for Dougie. Yeah, he's uh, going to bring Dougie back. Yeah. Uh, then grabs the ring, gets sandwiches, vitals taken, dressed, driving, and casino for the jet ride back to Twin Peaks. Cool. Coming back. And you to get Twin that. Peaks. You get that sweet wait. line that he is the FBI. I was so fucking thrilled when he just snapped right out of it. Uh, I'm excited to see what the note he left for the FBI to get Lynch and them over there, I'm guessing. Um, Then you get Diane spilling the beans, gets killed, and you see that she was a seed as well, which I guess we both predicted last last episode. Um, Then Coop leaves his family, and then you get the Audrey and husband at the roadhouse in the Audrey's dance. So I don't think she's necessarily a seed. I think she's actually in the... If she's at somewhere, I think she's probably at the Black Lodge. Oh, how'd she get to the because... Black Lodge? What's happening? <clears throat> or the gas station, because they would have had to make the 
Seated Sun, I guess, maybe? I don't know. Hmm. Don't know. I need more. That's all I know. Hell yeah. So we got two episodes to go, and then we'll try and figure out all this stuff next week, I'm sure. But it doesn't matter, because Coop's back. Coop's so much back. I drew him today. I was like, need to draw Coop, because I'm glad he's back. Two episodes to go. Uh, I'm, so, I'm freaking out. I would just... I want a whole more season. <laughs> Which I don't think they'll ever do more, but whatever. Maybe another 25 years. It's fair. I can wait for 25 years. Oh, <laughs> such good stuff. So, uh, yeah. And also, why was, like, is James an idiot now? Is that, like, is he, like, I impaired? Think, I think James has always been an idiot. Well, I agree. James has always been really fucking dumb, but, like, when he just goes up to that guy's wife, he's like, I just wanted to tell you how much I like you. It's fine. I just really like your wife. I was like, what What are we doing? Is James dumb? Uh, listen, I'm pretty sure that's how he got uh, Sherry talked into going out with him. Or Laura talked because she's just like, listen, I'll just use him and leave him. And then she got murdered. But remember that weird subplot where like, in season two, where James rode his motorcycle out of town and had an affair with a married woman, oh, yeah. he couldn't like resist him. And... <sighs> Man, he's a real idiot. A mechanic, a mechanic real dumb. savant, I... but he's a real dumb. <sighs> I've kind of always hated James, but man, this man, took it oh, a man. whole new level of hated him. <laughs> what an idiot! But we got to see pile driver glove in action. <sighs> I thought those guys' heads were going to, like, explode. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Oh, we get to see what the rubber gloves are really made of. And the one <laughs> that he was worried about his friend, and he was that was completely self-defense. I don't know why they were thrown in jail. Maybe. Well, yeah, especially James. He didn't do anything. <laughs> James got punched a couple times and was an idiot. But... Fucking A. So... Uh, look forward to our in-depth Twin Peaks talk next episode. Yeah. So, on to the next the, er, uh, television release with Iron Fist. How much did you enjoy this season? Uh, I didn't enjoy it until, like, the last episode when I was like, oh no, they're doing everything they should do, which is get Danny Rand out of the focus and give Colleen all the power. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> I really loved how the season played out. Uh, It feels like they kind of learned from um, Luke Cage season two, where like they kind of filled in the details of these characters that we're following. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure when Joy and Ward showed up, I was like, "Man, this is going to be a really boring season if they're sticking around." And they really fleshed those characters out and made me give a damn about them. Somewhat. Well, I think like. The most, like, damning thing was, like, when, like, we, like, the beginning of the season and, like, Joy is teaming up with Davos and has, like, his plans. And, like, I literally paused it and I was, like, the fuck happened to Joy last season that she's so mad about? I was, like, didn't she just find out her dad was alive and no one told her? Like, that's all that happened, right? Uh, Yeah, and then he wrecked the company. I mean, came back and basically took half her money ever. But, like... Why is she mad at Danny? Danny just knew she was alive. I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to start fresh. These are people I barely remember. It, listen, I've seen women scorn like that, and that's a real thing. They will fucking tear you down to the ground. Um, I didn't think it was necessarily... or That happened to Defenders, wasn't it? No, I'm pretty sure it was in Iron Fist. What? Hmm. Because I thought the dad was hand stuff. Yeah, like, the the whole point of that first season of Iron Fist was to be like, Iron Fist is the weapon against the oh, hand, okay. and his job is to destroy the hand. That's right, that's right. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, the, the vitriol in her body to, like, hey, he's something, he's done something that few people that could ever accomplish, and I want to strip the, all that specialness away from him because he didn't tell my dad he didn't tell me my dad was a zombie 
And then, like, she doesn't, like, do shit to Ward. She's just like, leave me alone, Ward. That's all she well, says to him. To be him. fair, that's the most damning thing to Ward in a psyche, because fucking... I didn't think Ward and Dan... Like, that was the strangest thing of the whole season, was how buddy-buddy Ward and Danny were. Um... Especially when, like, didn't Ward try to kill Danny, like, three times last season? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Joy brought that up. Like, you didn't bat an eye when you tried, when you talked about killing him. And it's like... But I really I really enjoyed the scenes of showing Davos and Danny back in Kassun. Or Kaelin. Kunlun. That's one. Uh, like, all Sad that... How rude, but... <laughs> all that older stuff, like filling on their, those characters. It sucks that we only get that bandana back in those scenes and the one time Davos punched a brick fucking median. I was so excited for him to use the fucking bandanas. All I wanted was like Colleen to have it on at the end. That's all I needed. I mean, I would have totally been down for that. I would have been like, Iron Fist is the best ever if that had happened. <laughs> I hope we still get that. Um, no, I went into the season and I was like, I'm pretty sure I enjoy Iron Fist the most out of these characters because of the relationship dynamic that Colleen and Danny are able to work out. And like halfway through that, I saw that crumbling. I was like, God damn it. These goddamn Netflix heroes. And of course, he's and pushed. for like no reason, like, like I'm not trying to be rude, but like, wasn't Danny like a master of kung fu? What did what was Colleen going to teach him that he didn't already know? Uh, maybe, maybe getting your anger. knee fucking shattered makes you forget about all the stuff you should be training. And also, <laughs> I have to bring it up. Did the timeline bother you? Because it's ex- it's as exaggerated as Dark Knight Rises when he breaks his back. I was absolutely going to bring that up. <laughs> I it it is a thorn in my side, but it seems like this this was mo- expedited expedited much more than that. Um, which I don't know how long it takes to recover from a fucking knee surgery like that, but. They had the bullshit Batman technology as well. It's like, oh, well, this is just going to be miracles. So whatever. Um, I was hoping we were going to get that surprise motherfucker moment when uh, Davos went to the docks looking for the container that Danny knew what it was too. So I kind of would have died if, if just fucking dope just popped out surprise motherfucker and then got punched <laughs> to death. <coughs> Yeah, so um, I was. It was very interesting just having him stripped of his iron fist, um, because in the in the comics, aren't there multiple iron fists at once? Uh, it, there's been like a lineage, but I don't know. The listen, the only time I've read Iron Fist has literally been the Brubaker Fraction Run. Fair enough, but. In that one, you know, they bring in Orson Randall, and once he dies, Danny becomes more powerful because, like, the Iron Fist was split between them. Mm. He's the one that uses the guns, right? Yeah. Huh. That's wild. Because I'm sure... Although, like, if they weren't, like, magic guns like they are in the show, like, he channeled... Like, how Colleen was yeah, channeling the... Yeah, that's the what I figured they were doing. That, how... That's how he was doing the bullet work. Um, but Danny doesn't have the fist anymore, so how would he? I'm guessing he learns how to do it. I, it that seemed like it was another jump forward in like their... He's centering his cool, chi he or doesn't have shit. the power of the fist, though. Yeah, I like, know. That literally was like him. I know, but it seems like they're going through that... Uh, bullshit like they're figuring out the past and history of where that body came from so I'm guessing there's probably another Iron Fist somewhere that could probably teach him how or he just remembers how to channel his chi like that's what was so weird about it is because he he felt like the path was 
turned off, but it, it never seemed like he had lost it. It, it seemed like he just couldn't realize how to channel it like he did in the first season. Like he, he lost it for like two episodes because he just, he couldn't center himself, hmm. which I was waiting for him to do that. And like them splitting the chi and like becoming equals again. But I don't know. Davos was an interesting character because he started well off and then he kind of succumbed to the drug that was the iron fist that was so wealthily pointed out by ward <laughs> so yes. um I don't know. when it's, you told me i had to finish better. it like that's everything i was starting to look at like i knew daredevil showed up at the end so i figured uh, he gave Colleen the fist and he was going to be Daredevil. So like the last three episodes, I was like, yeah, let's see fucking Colleen as Iron Fist and him putting on the devil outfit. Like, that's what I was jamming for. And then it shows then seeing her firing the bullets. I was like, God damn it. And then the Daredevil promo. So I think we'll probably get in the Daredevil trailer in October, right? Uh, whenever Comic-Con is, I yeah. bet. New York Comic-Con. I bet she'll drop there, but... <clears throat> But yeah, he, he felt so much fleshed out, so much better fleshed out than that first season, even Fenders. Um, I think this is probably my second favorite season. Daredevil season one being first, and then this one being second. Followed by Luke Cage season two. I don't know. Like, it's. I think that uh, that review headline I sent you is very apt in terms of how I felt. Like. Yeah. Like it's it's better than the first season, but what's the point really? Just because it's better than yeah. that doesn't mean. Um, I think this probably gives way to uh, art isn't um, Colleen. I and think Knight. I think it was very smart that. Yeah, we're getting close to that, which is cool. But I also felt we were getting close to Heroes for Hire at the end of Luke Cage, and they didn't pull the trigger on that. So, yeah. so it does feel like. It does feel like Misty's going to be the new, like, Rosario character. Mm-hmm. They're talking about how she sees things and can figure out this weird world they're in. So I feel she's going to be the one hopping around from now on. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure Rosario is just too much of a check to cat or check to write that they just moved it to Misty Knight. It, it'd be interesting to see if she gets any new tricks for her arm. And she's got to get it replaced. <laughs> like a hand cannon? <laughs> Man, I hope so. And then they say or some, a cheesy line, hand. some cheesy line about having the, the power of a dragon as well. <laughs> as it shoots fire out because it's a flamethrower. Yeah. Bingo. That's so. it. Yeah, I dug it. I, I think the, the benefit I have is coming in at the first season of Iron Fist and like Starting at the bottom rung, you have nowhere to go but up. So true. So. Um, I guess the only thing we didn't talk about was uh, typhoid Mary. <laughs> is that what her third altar is? Uh, that's I don't remember. I I ish. I know she has another personality, but I can't remember. That's what I in the comics. Was. But in the comics, the like the Walker persona was pretty much like almost Typhoid Mary, like where she was an assassin and getting hired to kill people. Yeah, it, yeah, it seemed like that was just a another inch forward. Like she just blacks out and just goes insane for this next stage. So it'll be. Well, I know in the comics she has pyrokinesis. So. Oh shit! I I want to oh, see that. Oh shit! Um. And- and she was straight like fucking Daredevil because he always has sex with the terrible choices. <laughs> I don't necessarily. I don't think I really gave a shit about her character. Um, she was not a terrible piece to have on on the board, but I don't think I'd want to follow her more than they showed her in this season. Not even if like Kingpin hires her to kill Daredevil. In the I mean, season. you bring Kingpin. To the, I was like, yeah, let's do all that. I'm down for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really liked it. So I'm glad I'm glad they cut it back to ten episodes. 
I feel like yeah. if it would have been 13 episodes, it would have been a real fucking hard sell. Well, what I don't think we talked about it, but like last week, I ended up watching seven episodes because I thought we were doing a half for the show, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize it was only 10. So, like, when he loses the fist at like episode five, I was like, oh, fuck, how long am I going to have to deal with him not having powers? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I texted you, I was like, episode five would be the perfect place to stop because you get Joy's confession at the end of it saying that she's the one that stripped him of his power. It's like, fuck. You had that sweet episode where uh, I think most of them started with a two to three minutes uh, preview, basically, and then it kicked in the intro. Um, I don't think I could skip any intros since it did that, so that was kind of a... Hmm. I'm not such a fan of the Netflix intros because they're just kind of slow and boring, but it's whatever. I I always skip them, so whatever. Could you skip them? Once, yeah, once once he get, once Netflix put in that option to skip intros, I, I always skip the intros. Huh. I, I couldn't like, do that, so... Yeah, as soon as like, as soon as it started showing like that CGI doing, dude doing Tai Chi, it says skip intro, oh. and I skip the intro. Suppose I gotta update my app then. So, cool, cool. Um, so you weren't just you were just not a real fan of season two. I mean, like I said, it's better than season one, yeah. but I still feel like I think it's out of all the shows, it's the one that's saying the least, probably. Um, and, and that hard, but like I said, like I'm immediately more excited for season three than anything of the idea that they gave this to Colleen, yeah. who was someone who was like she was destined to have it, and they've given the Iron Fist. You know, it's a little course correction, right? Mm-hmm. Season one, there was a lot of like that's what was so funny. Um, when you told me I had to finish it, and it it seemed like it was going to the path I was like, uh, right before he loses his powers, like. So what was the complaint about everybody with season one is they really hated Danny. So are they just getting rid of Danny? And it's like, you get that last scene is like, well, I guess it'll still be around, but. And it wasn't even so much like they were complaining about Danny, but they were complaining. Remember, it was a lot of, yeah, it's a perfect opportunity for an Asian character and we don't need a white guy. Yeah. So I don't know. I really like the idea. I think it'd be interesting. I think they'll probably if it is Iron Fist 3 and they're following Colleen, I think she's probably going to be looking for her mother, which I think Danny will probably come back with some insight for that. Um, It'll be interesting to see if they figure out their dynamic still, or he's kind of just wandering the world and was like chips in for... No. Whatever. I'm also kind of I'm also kind of cool with just seeing Danny and Lord travel the world and be assholes yeah. because they don't yeah. understand how anything works. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the choreography was really uh, was so much better than that first season as well. Um, you get a punch, a couple great kick-ass Colleen fights too. Like she doesn't have any power, and it's like I'm glad I had that uh, framing from. Uh, What's your the raid, and like seeing how well the choreographed like there's some that were really kind of nonchalant and like you could see the fake punches, but um, a lot of Colleen's work was really good fights. Yeah, so. yeah. Misty with her ridiculous arm was kind of a little bit much though. Robot arms is a little too much for you. A little, like a little bit. Like I didn't hate it, but it was a little bit much. Um, but this is yeah. the same universe where Bucky and he has a robot arm, so yeah, that's fair. Um, so moving forward, um, do you want me to talk about White Boy Rick? Or are you going to see it? Uh, let's hold it off and try. I'll, I'm going to try and see it for okay. next week. Okay, and we'll I'll jump it and then. So let's talk about how sweet. Wait, I guess. What's that? Is it worth watching? Oh, start there. Is. Do you think? Yeah. It's, is it only worth watching for McConaughey? Yes. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, what's so good though is um, the one of the FBI agents is one of the assassins from Twin Peaks too, though. <laughs> so going in with that framing, it's a little fun. 
But McConaughey, McConaughey does a fucking phenomenal job. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. I'm going to try to get to it this weekend. Yeah, right on. So, um, let's talk about the Predators first. Because okay. the first Predator from 80s? Or was it? 87, I think? Yeah, 87. Uh, really good. Fantastic. I forgot how much I enjoyed yeah. that movie. When you were kind of talking shit about it last week, I was like, "You need to go watch that again, buddy." I am so glad together. I did. Like, I didn't. I completely forgot. Like, just that fucking ridiculous amount of over-the-top action the '80s lived in, and like, so good to revisit that. And then you get to the new one, and that's a real fucking train wreck of a mess. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. I was like, "There's." If fucking Luke comes and says he loved the Predator, I'm going to cancel the podcast. I can't do this anymore because there's no redeeming qualities of that movie. No, it's just it's a it's such a mess and none of it makes sense and there's too much going on and it's dumb and it tries to do uh, way too so, much with so very little. Yeah, and I'm glad and that none of it makes. A- yeah, I'm glad I had the frame of reference from the first movie. And it seemed like they were setting up a redone timeline where like this is how these this team would accomplish going after a predator. This and the predator just didn't give a fuck about them. <laughs> it, it almost made no sense that they were around and it's it beat you over the head with uh, people on the spectrum are the next evolution, which is a fine enough concept, but shoehorned into a movie like this just doesn't make sense. Well, no, like people on the spectrum are people too. They're yeah, not yeah, fucking absolutely. superheroes. Like it's ridiculous that you can't. That's how you have to show it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, sure, like a lot of them might be savant types but like i don't think that means you can understand an alien language by looking at it for the first time like that's just a superpower um yeah and it's very reductive but movie is just so so awful and also the kid kills somebody and just has no 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 qualms about it (laughs) because if a guy throws a rock at a child i'm sure he deserved to be killed but (laughs) uh but yeah what a mess um yeah. also the they they try and bring in like like predator politics if and, like it just hangs there and nothing's ever oh man. like why was this rogue <laughs> like why was this rogue predator trying to give us a weapon to fight other predators what's so ridiculous but then he spent the whole movie killing anyone who got in his way um i think the trailer made it seem like we had made that super big big predator to fight the other predator and like he just showed up, punched his face in and was like, well, that's that. It's like, it's so ridiculous. Plus like making something bigger doesn't make it scary or more interesting. (laughs) Like it actually makes it worse because it's a lot of really bad CGI. Yeah. So, and like, what the fuck was up with those predator dogs? Like that thread was so, oh, never really. No, thin? I don't want to talk really about it. There's so awful? much. Yeah. The yeah, but then I was like, that's most of the movie. Was like, oh, I'll be your guys' friend, I guess. It's like, no, but get out of here. <laughs> and understands the concept of fetch immediately. Like the predators <laughs> are playing. <laughs> oh, what a bad movie. Also, I love yeah. I love that I got home and saw reviews for it, and it was like, this movie sets up the hour and a half ride to get to the last scene where you get to see what they're setting up for the next movie. It's like I don't want to see that movie ever. All he gets is some no. fancy suit from, I... that comes out from a bracer. Get out of here! <laughs> and what's he gonna do with it? They don't. We don't have space travel. <laughs> Like, you can't go hunt these predators down. So dumb. So to hell with that movie. But go watch the original. Yeah, that was fucking real good. 
Are there un- yeah. are there any plus, other uh, Predator movies that are worth a damn? Depends. Predator Two's kind of cool. Yeah. It's got Danny Glover. I know they referenced a handful of them in the movie, like they were actually talking about the times Predators have visited. Um, well, yeah, because they say eighty-seven and ninety-seven. Yeah. And eighty-seven or and ninety-seven because, was. Like, uh, versus Alien, wasn't it? No, 97 is the fact that Predator 2 was set in 1997, uh, even though it came out in like 92. Gotcha. It was set in a future 1997. <laughs> it's one of those movies. Uh, fuck me. So, um, everyone says that, uh, that one from like, 2008 or whatever was really good, that but I don't one. remember. Yeah, I don't remember it being good. I know I saw it. Yeah, I'm pretty but... sure you, I remember you saying that you just didn't give a fuck about that. Yeah, but apparently, like, what's, you know, all the reviews and stuff of this one, everyone's been calling it criminally underrated. And I was like, <laughs> wasn't it? I don't remember it being very good. I don't need to see that. Isn't it with, but Lawrence, I remember there isn't with uh, Lawrence Fishburne, too? No, he's not in it. It's uh, it's oh. uh, Adam Brody and Topher Grace and Machete is in it, but he dies immediately. <laughs> yeah, I don't, have, I don't um, have any care to see that. Well, the the concept's sort of interesting, yeah. but what's the concept? You know, it's like it's um, they're all like uh, <clears throat> they're all like prisoners, and they're all bad dudes, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what the predators want. But uh, they're all captured and transported to, like, a hunting preserve on the Predator planet. <laughs> and it's just, like, it's the Predators go there to practice hunting and stuff. Uh, and they're the stuff that they put there, so. Huh. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it felt like a, a moderately good idea for the concept for this one, but it just got too messy. Um, it would have been cool. I guess they did end up taking him down, but this new Predator just had too many tricks that is, like, it's, it's so fucking overpowered that it's just ridiculous to think that they even had a chance. And they kept shooting at it. They knew that it had goddamn metal fucking skin, and they just kept shooting at it. Stop. These people weren't very smart. Come on, now. <laughs> uh, but there's literally, like, <clears throat> it's like when they first break off the fucking prison buzz, and they're like, Gets to the choppers and then they ride away on motorcycles. I almost vomited. <laughs> I was like, "Stop it! Stop it!" Movie right now. Uh, fucking a. So yeah, that's the Predator. Don't go see it. And I hope you listen to this review before seeing it, before actually seeing it, and then coming to this review because that's a really bad choice for you. <laughs> so, what'd you think of a Simple Favor? Well, the first thing I'll say is super weird that this was in the biggest theater in my theater, whereas Predator was in the second biggest. And so, that, you know, you think it'd be the other way around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it was like, the same one, same way for me. Like, yeah, like the big giant, like XD super size theater that holds more people was for this one. So that was a little odd, considering that movie only opened like in third or fourth place compared to Predator in number one. Yeah. But, uh, I liked it. Though. You liked it? Yeah. I really didn't like it. Uh, I, I like it about three-fourths of the way through and then started explaining everything for the end and it's just started falling apart for me. <laughs> it was just too much for you that she had a twin sister? No, like it just it held you by the hand and like explained everything that happened. But just a little bit ago, you were bitching about the ambiguity of Castle Rock. Mm, no. Um, <laughs> two different scenarios. Nope, there's <laughs> ambiguity. In the... But, you know, with like with thrillers like that, you know, it's, it's kind of the same. It's, it's, it'd be like saying that murder on the Gore kind of got to get the explanation by the end. Or Gone Girl, right? You kind of yeah. got to get the the answers that said i do think it was ridiculous towards the end where like they kept doing stuff yeah 
<laughs> yeah. Like, at one point, like, at one point, like Anna Kendrick's character like breaks into his computer so they can send him to jail. But then she comes back and still tries to get Blake Lively caught. It's it's very convoluted towards the end. Yeah, I think, it was like a. This is, oh, here's a twist. Oh, that was on a trap door. Oh, now you're in a pit, and that's a maze. And it's like, stack fucking stop. Just give me an ending. <laughs> but I think that was intentional. I think they were taking the piss out of the genre, and they were kind of like, let's just keep doing stuff here at the end. I don't think like it I worked. think it was intentional. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's just so there were really weird aspects of the whole storytelling too. Uh, the whole brother fucker thing just was so weird with the current climate with everybody the fucking uh, it's just too weird and but that, is there some incest climate I'm missing that's no just... like that's a... <laughs> uh, I don't know how to word that any better um yeah, it's just a. It's just too weird for me. The whole movie is just <laughs> okay. too weird. And to see the guy from Crazy what? Rich Asians, like, just be a fumbling idiot for the most part. I don't know. So just the oh. the husband from Crazy Rich Asians just being a fumbling idiot. Did, was he though? It, Seemed like it, but that's something they didn't overly explain. I guess he's just a guy. He's just a guy who wants to have sex in airplane toilets. <laughs> yeah, because he found out his wife just stole a priceless heirloom from his mom. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. I, I didn't much I... care for it. That's fine. It's fine. I just wish you were, like, angry about it. That makes things more interesting. See, but I liked it for three-fourths of it. And then, like, the ending just, like, it just kept passing the ball back and forth, back and forth. It was just... Come on, you didn't like it when, like, uh, the one friend from school got punched in the dick by her after she got hit by a car? (laughs) That didn't do it for you? (laughs) No, that was great. That was great. (laughs) Um, it was great because they showed that in like we had seen blockers earlier this year and it's like this group of stay at home parents or make up these groups and whatnot. I don't know. See, I like elements of it, but I don't know. I don't think it really worked. Bad time. Yeah. So I I do like I said, I think Towards the end, I think it was a little ridiculous, but I think that was intentional. Like, I think that was Paul Feig kind of taking the piss out of everything. But if it does, I understand it not working. It, yeah. I'm not even sure the end works for me. You know, once they, once you get past the reveal that, like, yeah, she had a twin sister who she killed and, you know, that stuff. Once they start doing all the, the extraneous stuff towards the end, it does kind of lose something. But yeah, I understand. So. It also felt a little weird that when she's getting grilled by the cop and she exclaims that it was a that she drove into this lake at the summer camp and like we never got the reveal that it was at the summer camp until like 20 minutes later when she's talking to her that ex-painter that lives in New York City. And I'm sure they talked about it on the news but we never heard that it was at the, that particular summer camp. So, I don't know. Hmm. Just odd. I don't know. So, is that all you got for that one, then? Sure. Uh, I think, you know, like, if you're going to see that movie, you're going to see it, and you know what you're getting, I think, so. I think the the promos for it are done really well enough that I think you're going to enjoy yourself, regardless. Um, Like I said, I enjoyed three-fourths of it, but the ending just fell apart for me, so. Yeah. Um, what are we watching for next week then? Um, that one movie with the guy. Oh yeah, that one. Jack Black. What? The one Jack Black. The one Jack Black. Oh yeah. The what, what is it? Uh, obviously, yeah. we're watching it because of Coop. 
yeah i mean coops in it that's why but yeah that um i'll try and catch white boy rick um i'm not gonna put life itself on there because i think it's only opening in like 1500 theaters okay. and it looks bad so i'm not gonna put that on there. Uh, it looks pretty good Got i'm it. really excited about that one actually if it opens i'm more worried about you like yeah. i said it's only opening in like 1500 if it's out it's out we'll try i guess um finishing twin peaks finally for sure and uh i'll have to check like those hulu movies because i think there's something down there that like i really want us to watch but uh but what i had planned is uh we're gonna watch mandy which uh Got a very small theatrical release, but it came on VOD at the same time this weekend. Oh, nice. So we're going to watch that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, get some Nick Cage in our life. I've, I've yeah. heard fantastic, so I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I am too. So I didn't realize it was getting a VOD release too. Right so it's out. I'll rent it and watch that. Perfect. That'll do it for next week then. Uh, we'll catch you all later. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android.